Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 1st of November, 2018. I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. The 1st of bloody November, 2018. This is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, we've only got a few minutes on this one, so we kind of got to cover it early. <laughs> um, um, there... A number of employee, Google employees around the world are walking out in five minutes. The walkout begins at 11.10 Pacific, uh, 2.10 uh, Eastern Time, or and I believe it's actually begun in other cities around the world. Um, and Google employees who are walking out are asking people to, um, to boycott Google starting again at 11.10 uh, Pacific Time uh, this morning, where, where you are, Dave, or... Uh, 2.10 p.m. where I am. The walkout is uh, happening because of Google's um, way of, the way it had dealt or, or may still continue to deal with sexual, with its executives when they're accused of sexual harassment um, or when the sexual harassment allegations are brought against them. And the, re- the thing that I find, um, I'm, 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 I'm really proud of Google employees for taking a stand about this, but um, I'm curious why they schedule it for 11, 10 a.m. on Pacific time. That just seems like a really Google engineering thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know what? It, and I, it's not until you mentioned it that way that I'm thinking to myself, all right, I need to try and run some math here and figure out what the significance is. <laughs> Oh, I mean, seriously, there's something to the to the numbers eleven ten that I'm not seeing. That would be yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, there there always is, right? Like I, I've yet to see <laughs> Google do something, especially to pick such an obscure not eleven, not right. <laughs> Although you know what? Maybe it's that they're such avid listeners to our show. They were like, ah, we need to wait until the show starts so that they can let people know. I would think that, and I, you know, they gave they gave us ten minutes, which is extraordinarily cool. Because Google never does this for us, like, right? Ever. Quick, um, you've got Google. three minutes now to Google everything we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Google, by the way. This is Google employees. And when I actually give you a little bit of the background on the story, you might you might actually feel a bit of the a bit of the burn, feel a bit of the anger that they're feeling. The walkout um, is prompted by the by um, revelations that the the guy who created Android. Um, Andy Rubin, he was accused of uh, sexual misconduct and um, left the company in 2014. Now, when he left, he was he left under honorable circumstances. Um, nobody nobody said anything bad about him. He was praised on his way out, and he was given a 90 million dollar payout to leave the company. So this is a guy who's got sexual, uh, very credible sexual misconduct. Uh, uh, allegations against him according to Google's internal investigation credible sexual misconduct investigate uh, allegations. allegations laid against him he's given a 90 million dollar payout to walk to, to leave the company quietly said you know everything gets swept under the rug nothing nothing happened here ma'am uh, nothing to see here please move on 
uh, Google employees obviously aren't going to be cool with this, um, which is, you know, a good thing because as of now, or sorry, as of a minute from now, they're asking people to close all Google tabs. Don't do Google searches. Um, and, uh, the thing, I don't know, actually, I don't know when this when this walkout ends. Um, or what, <laughs> what they what they want is a resolution because that's that's kind of unclear. Um, but this level of employee activism, I think, is 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 in a way a, a heartening thing, especially in Silicon Valley, where there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes down in the bro culture of Silicon Valley that that gets swept under the rug. Indeed, indeed. You can't really the 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 sentiment is is spot on. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you'd be hard pressed to to argue the the sentiment of it. So, um, although you you bring up another good point, that's that's two in in one story here. Uh, it'd be nice, and and it may be somewhere that I'm just not seeing, but it'd be nice if we knew the duration. <laughs> if you want to lend support to this, it's like yeah, heads up on when what the duration of that is. For what it's worth, uh, Google CEO uh, said in an internal memo, memo that he supports the walkout, and uh, the demand set that, that we're aware of is an end to force arbitration in case of harassment or discrimination, mm -hmm. a commitment to end pay and uh, opportunity inequality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, people of all genders should be able to, you know, have pay and 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 equality of opportunity. Uh, mm -hmm. Public disclosed sexual harassment transparency report clear global inclusive uh, process for reporting sexual misconduct and uh, safety and anonymity and um, to elevate a chief diversity officer to answer directly to the CEO and make recommendations directly to the board um, they also want an employee representative on the board um, and according to studio just uh, sent a note monitoring aerials from Google San Francisco campus employees mm -hmm. are now walking out of campus so um, I've never seen this happen before no I haven't either I haven't either that's a, a new thing altogether it is going to be curious to see how this turns out um, I think uh, studio is our studio is is monitoring um, what's happening. So throughout the show, we might be coming in with, with updates. Um, apparently, they are writing in large enough letters for helicopters to see with chalk on the street, time's up, along with other messages. So this is going to be an interesting afternoon, um, at least if, uh, if, 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 if you're near a Google campus. And I might, uh, after the show, I might just trip down to the, the Toronto Google campus to see what's happening down there. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. I know I'll be uh, waiting with interest, and I'm sure you'll post about it to Facebook. Um, I probably will. I probably, probably will. Okay, um, quick personal note, um, and this might take me a second to get through. I apologize if I get all weird while talking about it, but um, years and years and years ago, I was a daily columnist in the, in the, in the tech world, and... Uh, um, I wrote frequently about a character in my life called Hypertext, um, Hypertext the cat. She uh, came into my life 15 years ago, was a incredible, like a phenomenal cat, one of the, one of the, one of the best, best friends of any number of uh, uh, best four-legged or two-legged friends I've ever had. Um, and she was really well-known in the tech market, in the, in the web marketing industry. Um, 
she died on Tuesday. I'm incredibly upset about it. Uh, and just, you know, for people who, you know, followed her. <laughs> One time she may well have been the most uh, well-known cat in web marketing before the advent of Facebook and Grumpy Cat and all the, the real celebrity cats, the, the ones who milked their celebrity. Hypertext was very humble about it. <laughs> well, I know I, I saw her included in, in many articles, I, I believe including one of my favorites, although I'm, I'm you know, I, I of course have read, you know, virtually every article you, you wrote and you were writing like wax, especially early on. Um, but the, and, and you'll remember the article war driving Muskoka was, yes. was easily my, I don't know why it's my favorite of the articles you ever wrote. I, I know it has like almost nothing to do with direct SEO either. But like, it, it's still one of the ones that like locks in and I know I covered it in our blog and everything. And I, 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 I want to say, um, she was included in that one, but, but my condolences, I know just because, you know, yes, she's 15 years. Yes. You probably saw it coming, but that doesn't make it easier. Yeah. Don't make it any easier. But uh, anyway, just just a, a note on that. Um, this remarkable character has uh, has gone on to something else. So, um, I said I would note that when it happened. So I did. Um, okay, we got a few minutes before we got to go to break. Um, a study in uh, written about in Search Engine Land today. Eighty percent of Amazon advertisers. So this is like you know um, four of five of them mm -hmm. have decided things are going so well they're going to up their ad spend next year. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately for Google, the same isn't being said about them so much. <laughs> no, um, I know it, it's interesting. I, I manage a, a lot of paid campaigns. Um, and I'm looking really, really heavily and about to start really investing in Amazon. Um, uh, and the clients that I have, a lot of them are talking about expanding, um, Amazon and Bing, uh, are the two, the two sort of names on the forefront for ROI, right? Like, yes, Google's still going to provide more traffic, but it's not all about traffic. And thank goodness everybody's starting, you know, business owners are starting to realize that this isn't about the vanity. <laughs> this is about uh, making business, and and there's some to, you know with the with the lower um, cost per acquisitions you can get there, and and they do have some both have some some really really good volume. Uh, I, I know I'm going to be um, you know investing a lot more money into uh, into Amazon in 2019 uh, certainly than I did, uh, which was negligible uh, until then, except for a few tests. But uh, but we're going to be pushing pretty heavily into it. So you're improving um, your ad budget 100 percent. Yeah, we'll be we'll be going. I don't know over the like few hundred that it was on on a few errant tests, and we'll be going. You know, if things go as I expect, into the five or hopefully six digits. Um, you know, I'm, through 2019. So it's going to be interesting. Completely unsurprising, too. Um, I mean, you 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 got to take your clients where the action is, and um, people are demand are looking for. Um, they're still looking for the all-in-one place to do their search and purchase. And Amazon is providing that platform in ways that I was going to say Google can't, but it's not true because Google's tried to remember Google shopping and uh, the, mm -hmm. attempts, the attempts at making shopping search engines over the years. Yep. Well, what would have happened? I remember, I remember you and me were at an SMX show in Seattle, uh, 2006, was it 2005, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, and shopping search was all the thing at that time. You know, it was a really important um, 
we, we had just gotten the show The Alternative, so it was even more important. <laughs> because we were looking at any search engine that, that, that wasn't named Google. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, I mean, whatever happened, seriously, whatever happened to all of those efforts, all those initiatives? And um, Amazon is the only platform that I would suggest has actually become that shopping search engine that all those other competitors were trying to, or all those other, other pretenders were trying to create. Well, yeah. And I mean, beyond that, even, and I mean, we've talked about this in the past and I know we don't have time to dig into the, the full scope and we've got other news to cover, but if you look at their, their, their penetration into voice and home automation, Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're the place, and and I know that's one of the things I'm like, okay, we need to really push in. There's some products that are going to be better than others, but I know we're even looking, and I just got the buy in this morning from a client who has a product that doesn't lend itself to Amazon naturally. He's like, I was like, let do you want to test it? If nothing else, maybe we might rank on Amazon. <laughs> I can have that double listing, and yeah, you'll pay them a bit, but hey. Um, you know, it's better for you to be one in Amazon two with your products because your competitors aren't there. Well, right? and so. besides, it's, it's it's not like it's an absurd amount of money at this point to do the experiment to see if you if you're going to like improve sales or not, or 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 even demonstrably move the needle. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's really not. You hit the nail on the head. The the cost to get in there is not astronomically high. That's going to change. You know, we all watch it with Google. You used to be able to get tons of clicks fairly inexpensively on Google when they were trying to steal from Overture, right? Like you remember those days. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, here here we are. And, uh, well, know, and yeah, and the, the costs are still cheap. The interesting thing here, um, the cost of the cost of, of, of doing the experiments now is actually, is, is, is relatively low. Um, the cost of not doing them is perceptually high because um, this is the time to learn your chops. Like, yeah. Honestly, this is the time to learn how that environment works because a year from now, when that environment is um, twice as important or whatever, whatever, 10 times, 1,000, a billion times more important than it is right now, you'll want to have done the practicing. You'll want to have gotten the, the experience now when it mattered a little bit less and things were a little bit cheaper. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, also, like, think of Amazon's trajectory right now. Right? It's doing all the same things that its predecessors did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, different sort of actions themselves, but the same, the same um, sort of actions in that Google, Microsoft, Yahoo—they all tried to be like lifestyle um, appliances. Google's yep. still trying to be a lifestyle appliance. Look at look at Nest and uh, 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 Google Home's voice search, right? Yep. Same thing with 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 Amazon. It's also trying to be the lifestyle provider. It's the same trajectory that everyone before has done. Um, so trying to figure out where Amazon's going next, you know that old saying, eh? Those who who know history know the future. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all often other people did the history part. <laughs> like like other companies, <laughs> history shows us Amazon's future because they're following the same playbook, just using different um, tools or different uh, things at their disposal. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, they, they do have the playbook already written for them and isn't that handy, including the failure points, right? They yeah. know what they just did. Uh, and that's going to make it a little bit easier. I'm not saying Amazon, but, you know, we've watched the Titans come and go, but you know, this certainly gives them a bit of an advantage in protecting themselves against the next Titan, whether that's good or bad. You know, we can decide, but 
this is definitely theirs, uh, theirs to lose right now. Okay, we're going to have to go to break in just a second. We've got another report coming in from studio. Um, there are now aerials of the campus in Mountain View. Thousands of employees um, at, at Google headquarters in Mountain View are walking off, are, are, are walking out. Reporters are not getting comments from the employees. I think the employees have made their statements and they're letting them stand for themselves. Um, so we're not supposed to look at Google. They've asked everyone to close all Google tabs. Um, but when we come back, we're going to have to talk about Google because Google's made some uh, fairly fairly significant announcements this week. And it looks like they're being a little more opaque on um, where they see search going in the next 20 years. We're going to come back and talk about that. But first, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm, 1st of November 2018. Stick around. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 1st of November 2018. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Did uh, did you get many Halloween trick-or-treaters last night, Dave? Not uh, not as many as Mary would have hoped, uh, but that left just buckets of, of uh, candy for me. It was interesting. She'd actually posted in a local neighborhood group. She's like, I'm the one with a great big inflatable in front of my yard on Fairfield. Come by. I don't care if you're a teenager. We've got mitts of candy to give. And we actually did get people like, are you the one who put that notice up there? Yes, we are. Big handful of chocolate, but we still have tons left. And uh, I'm not sad. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, it's wonderful being married to an optimist. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, okay. So I, I had none, by the way. Like, not a, not a single trick-or-treater at my... Uh, and, and the funniest thing is, I have the scariest-looking house on the street. This place is terrifying looking at the best of times. And, uh, yeah, yeah, not a single trick-or-treater. No. 
Well, that's that's sad for you, but uh, but there we go. An alert. It's just a recurring. It's on the first of November um, every year, and I just emailed all my clients this morning. For our, uh, you know, people listening to this podcast somewhere between now and uh, Black Friday or, or listening live, don't forget, go in, set your holiday hours, because <laughs> otherwise you end up with that might be open, hours might be a job, right? Google warning people, just go in, set them. I've already done it. Um, I'm doing it for our clients as, you know, well, not as, as we speak, because I'm going to wait till after the show to continue on, but um, they're getting back to me, plugging those in there. Just get it done. It's a, it's a good thing to do and let people know that you are open or confirm you're closed so that they know not to stop by or not to message you. <laughs> now, this is just almost like teasing and negligent, but there was a bunch of changes to Google My Business that I really wanted to cover this week, and they're not, they, they, they're not going to make it in. But um, it's stuff that I think people really should look at. Um, but, but again, we're not going to get a chance to talk about them, so we just got to sort of move on. Um, okay. Quick announcement. Next week, Dave, you've got an amazing guest lined up for us next week. And this kind of goes in with the with what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with um, this company putting some uh, serious effort into pushing search. What have we got happening next week? Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I had the opportunity to share a stage uh, last week at SMX um, with search evangelist for Microsoft, Chris Yolson. Super smart. Uh, just incredibly knowledgeable and not just about Bing search, but, but also, you know, about, about search in general, some interesting, uh, you know, just wrote an interesting post over on the Bing blog, um, you know, on JavaScript sort of tying it in with, with Google's previous comments about cloaking and using pre-rendering and stuff like that. Really important read for anybody who's dealing with JavaScript. I have an additional note on that for, for our friends I'll get to in just a second. Um, but anyway, Christy Olson is going to be joining us. Uh, for the show next week. It's going to be fantastic. If you have any questions, um, do you think, hey, you should be asking Bing, um, you know, about, about how to rank, about, you know, some of the new features they have, and she's going to be talking about a few of those with you and I, which is going to be fantastic as well. She's like, hey, we've got some stuff. It's great that it's next week, not this week, because I've got some better stuff um, that I'll be able to talk about then, which I'm looking forward to, obviously, because I like having the scoop on stuff. Um, any questions, you can just, uh, you know, find Jim or I on Facebook or Twitter and, uh, and fire them over, and we'll, we'll be sure to get them in there. Hey, quick, quick trivia quiz for, for you and for all listeners out there. Who was the last uh, search evangelist over at, at Bing? Ooh. Your friend and mine. Yeah, it's Dwayne, Dwayne right? For, yeah, Dwayne Forster was the last. last like, that I remember. I mean, there, there might have been another one in between. I'm not, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Dwayne was the last person to hold that position. Um so you got you got to be a special kind of person to be in that position, like an incredibly knowledgeable, incredibly personable, really articulate. This is going to be a great interview next week. It is. And the interesting thing that I got to watch happen, and I'll just touch on this because, hey, it's an interesting thing you might not know, um, you know, about what the folks at, at Bing can do. You, you'd assume that they could. Uh, but I got to actually watch her do it. Now, we were doing um, SEO clinics. Right? So we're, we're doing, you know, sort of these, these live sort of site audits. And I didn't know this. She needs a double thumbprint on two different devices to enable this feature on her laptop, which is that's how cool this is, because only two people on the planet Earth can do this. And she happens to be one of them where she can pull up any site and just have their, their Webmaster Tools data <laughs> just, just accessible. And I didn't know it was actually that limited, too two people. And it takes two thumbprints on two different devices to enable that feature so that you can see it. Um, no, yeah, I, she, she, she was able to see data I, I didn't know. I took a poll in the audience. Like three people were using Bing. Everybody was using Search Console. 
folks. Yep. If you're not, get in there. If you're just looking for data on your site, it's superior to Search Console. I'm not saying get rid of Search Console because knowing what Google sees of your site is critically important. But for goodness sake, incredible sakes, data that you're not seeing. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it. It's the superior tool of the two. If I'm just looking as a tool standpoint, um, but. You know, again, I'm not saying get rid of Search Console. I go in there all the time, <laughs> but it's uh, but Bing Webmaster Tools is is really cool, and it's still called Webmaster Tools, which is what they should be called. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, okay, we're not supposed to go to, so don't go look at this stuff right now. But we got to talk about Google <laughs> um, because you know Google. Google actually came out, um, and, 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 and oddly enough, this was like an article from last Thursday on mm-hmm. blog, um, talking about where they see search going in the next 20 years. And this is the kind of thing that, you know, on Webcology, we always say over and over and over again, you want to plan for where Google's going to be, not necessarily where Google is right now. Um, if, you're, if you're making, like, looking forward in your career, or you're looking forward in um, a long-term campaign with your clients, change happens so rapidly. You want to be able to, to look down the road a little bit and then be able to predict where it's coming from. Yeah. Not often that Google actually tells you what they're thinking. <laughs> in this case, Google's giving us a, a pretty good clue on what they're thinking. So in a uh, blog post um, written by uh, Ben Gnomes, he's the vice president of search news and assistant back on uh, September September 24, uh, 2018, so, so last week, um, Google lists three uh, fundamental shifts in the way they're thinking about search. The first is a shift from answers to journeys. Google is anticipating that our, um, as time was sort of, and remember, we're looking 20 years into the future here, so the way we search, the devices we search on, they're going to be radically different than, than, than what we're using today, or mm-hmm. presumed to be different than what we're using today. Mm-hmm. So pe- Google is suggesting that people's uh, uh, searches will be ongoing quests for information as much as they are the uh, seeking an instant answer. Yeah. They want to to shift from queries to providing a queryless way to get information. And this is like a little bit of like AI mind jiu-jitsu where they're like assuming and anticipating what their users will need um, based on what their users do. And I guess maybe we really are all that predictable, eh? You know, in aggregate, I would say we are. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it's interesting that we bring this up now. It's exactly what I was talking about at PubCon, but is this idea of predicting, and one of my clients just loves the, the notion, which is fantastic, but is the idea of predicting not just what you want to rank for, right? Like, it, it's not about the end destination. It's not about, you know, to use the example I was using, it's not just about. Um, you know, Miami real estate. It's not just about selling a house because you know what? The, so, some real estate broker in Seattle who has access to the MLS has the same listings in Miami as you do, right? Like they're not featuring them on their site because they're in Seattle, but they, they have access to them. So if Google wants this fulfilled, that one intent, 
Mm-hmm. There you are. But Google needs to know what did that person want before they landed there? What do they want? What questions do they have after? Neighborhood, schools, right? Like all that sort of stuff. What is the full journey this user is doing? That's what they're trying to fulfill and make sure that the user is not needing to leave, um, you know, sort of their, their I'll call it a spade a spade, their walled garden. Um, you know, and, and, and understanding that and coming up with strategies for building that content and making sure you're fulfilling all of those needs. So that when Google looks at your site and goes, all right, they looked up Miami real estate, but this site has all of the intents. If they're, whether they're doing a research project on it, whether they're just a real estate broker looking up market stats, whether they're, you know, uh, looking to relocate and looking for whatever, a, a moving company, whatever it is. You know, you, you want it. Now, that's not to say you need all the content you can possibly have. You just need to fulfill more intense than your competitors are doing. <laughs> but but it, it's also safe to assume that the next time that that user gets on their computer, opens up Google, and types in Miami anything, they're looking for a, great, a greater amount of information to complete a search or a query, a query set or sets, whatever, that they, they had begun a week previously. Mm-hmm. They're looking for more information on stuff they were looking for information about before. Right. Um, right. And, and to, I think, where you're going with that, something we need to consider is the next time I'm looking up, oh, real estate, do I think Google would naturally, let's, let's take you know, anything else uh, as an aside, any personalization and go, okay, let's, let's take this direct personalization aside and going, you've seen there, so we're going to show it purple and, and put it a little higher on the page. Do I think that if my next queries are about neighborhoods or schools or whatnot, that Google can now assume that this site met my primary intent? So next time they're back there for real estate, where do I think they're going to go? Well, Google knows that intent was met there. So if they come back later looking to fulfill that same intent or looking for more information, do I think I would rank higher uh, you know, for that query set for that user? Heck yes, because that intent was met. Then they went on and looked up secondary intents to gather more information on the neighborhoods. Now they want to look up their primary intent again. You know, I, I think it's just you know, complete the experience, right? Like, I think that's where you're getting at, and that's obviously what Google wants. A cool thing. This is like a, a personal break here. I'm kind of sitting here doing a chair dance reading all this stuff because uh, you remember remember when, like, like content was God judges king, and became, like everything, and you had to like everyone's real estate site was exactly the same. They were all using the same damn Twitter, pulling from the same damn uh, information, and every it was just like cookie cutter, a cookie cutter um, bull uh, excrement. Yeah, see, yep. see how controlled I was there. Like <laughs> we're, we're 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 still on iTunes. <laughs> Yay! Um, uh, so I started getting my content writers just write everything you can about the city. If there's a name of a park, get the name of the park in there. Just like make, you know what? Make ten pages of content on this city, and we'll edit it later. Just get everything you can down, and do it. Do this now, and we'll we'll put it up, and we'll see, we'll see what's successful. And we'll start removing stuff if we got to remove stuff if, if the content's too much. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty glad we did that. I mean, like. <laughs> Because that's exactly what I'm going to. What I, I think I'm going to suggest people do in the future. Google's looking for information because they want to provide information to people. So what do you got to provide Google? Well, and keeping in mind, and I, I love the approach that you you well took there and and have continued to take. And it goes with the you know things, not strings, right, or entities, as I refer to them as. But like, okay, yeah. what are all the things associated with real estate in Miami? Right, like, okay, get these things in there differentiate 
and differentiate yourself. Exactly. I mean, obviously you need it to be good content. I know you're a good writer. So I, you know, for audience members who not be, we're talking about good content and yes, it is good. Put it up, pull down what isn't working or, you know, redo it. If it's, you know, as you should with any content, you can put up a great piece of content that doesn't resonate, change it. (laughs) Your job isn't to like force your visitors to like something. Your job is to see what they like and produce more of that. But and the cool thing about a website is nothing static. You can change, like, dump everything you can online and change it tomorrow. <laughs> the world is not going to end because you made too much content. Um, but it might end because you didn't make enough. Yep. Although, if you don't make enough, you know, that won't end for my clients. That'll be great. So, <laughs> you know, to our listeners, go ahead. Don't produce content. <laughs> and. Okay. The last one, we, we did say there was uh, three uh, three fundamental shifts, and we, yep. we just talked about two of them. The last one, I don't know how to talk about. I'm not sure how to, how to wrap my head around this one. But um, a text from, uh, a shift away from using text to a more visual way of finding information, um, bringing visual content um, to search, redesigning Google Images to help you find information more easily through images. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't People much, much, much smarter than me can visualize how this works. I don't, I, I don't see it. Well, we kind of saw it. I think we were talking about it last week um, with Google Lens. Actually, I remember we were because I was pacing around a speaker's yeah, yeah, yeah. area. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and allowing users to use image search to find products and, and services, which is, which is great. Um, and it's part of what I've tried. It comes back to intent. It's part of what I've tried to inform my clients on and actively do is figure out not just what content people want. That's important, right? The, the, the sort of entity connections as, as we've been talking about, but what format do they want it in? I hate video, right? I, I, I just do. The only video I found super helpful um, has been how to tie a bow tie. And that's because I can't do it with lists. But other than that, I pretty much want lists. Not everybody's like that. A lot of people like video, a lot of people like image. So it's not just about fulfilling the intent with the content type you want. It's about filling the intent with the content medium that the user wants, right? So if you have one, and this is great for content producers because find one, reproduce it, right? Like just, okay, make a video. Okay, make a, you know, if it applies, because I know if I'm looking for, how do I change my oil? I would never do that. I would take it to a mechanic. But if I wanted to do that, okay, how would I do that? Well, chances are I don't really want a video. What I want is a printable PDF I can drag into the car with me with pictures. (laughs) <laughs> I want something I can get dirty that isn't going to ruin my tablet while I'm trying to like, you know, get, get a grasp of it. I may want the video to see in advance, but I probably want something I can carry with me. Provide that to your users, people, and that's going to be the, the, the key. Um, and even if that's not going to be a metric, even if it's not like, that's going to rank as content, Google's going to see that the next time the user is back at Google, they looked up a new thing. They didn't look up the next site to do it. So they're going to naturally have to view that as successful completion. Now we can get into like John Mueller talking about whether clicks and, and stuff like that are, are an actual signal. If nothing else, if we rely on them, it is a signal to the overall SERPs and they're going to adjust their overall SERP algorithms around which ones are successful. If yours is successful, they can adjust the algorithms all they want. You're going to be sending the right signal. So it may not be a signal for your site, but it is for the SERPs. And if your site is successful, then they're adjusting the SERPs to favor sites like yours. Now, so. uh, listeners might want to uh, uh, tune in. Dave, Dave phrased something in a, in a kind of an important way. Dave, you were talking about um, how uh, uh, you you were talking about 
a search and the process you or what you were doing when making the search. You're driving around, you got a tablet in hand, or or Mary's driving around, you got a tablet in hand. Because you wouldn't tablet, you wouldn't search and drive <laughs> at the same time, of course. Of course. Um, of course. And um, this is a search that's on the go, right? Mm-hmm. So think about like Google engineers trying to anticipate how their users are like going to be interfacing with their product. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that that Google is designing today is all about a smaller screen, a smaller um, device, um, more information stored out in the clouds than on the device itself, um, not having to move as much information between storage area, cloud, and physical device, which means using less bandwidth. Mm -hmm. Um, And because it's a, pr- a device that you carry everywhere you go and you know, you're going to do a lot more business on your personal device than you will at your desk and I- I'm anticipating in the future I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Google's anticipating this too it's going to be hella personalized even mm-hmm. more so than, than, than we are today um, a new feature that Google um, actually just monetized today you, know, the, the, you can now have ads running around this is something called Google Discover and this is all about um, uh, uh, mobile search and new new capabilities in mobile in mobile search. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, Google launched something called Google Feed, which um, for 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 US based users uh, basically tracks all of their interests and. Um, Automatically brings them news, uh, consumer, uh, uh, financial, whatever, whatever sports, whatever you're personally interested in, stories of of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Google has just and and these 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 stories come under topic headings. Okay, mm-hmm. Google has just introduced a, a new sort of icon. It looks like a multicolored asterisk. Which, when you click it, um, brings you to uh, opens up with what's called Google Discover, which in turn brings you a bunch more information about whatever story, topic, or uh, item you 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 expressed your your interest in. Mm-hmm. And again, this is on mobile device. Um, this 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 reminds me a lot of the. Uh, Information. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm losing my words because it's one of those one of those weeks. But you know, the one box is on 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 uh, Google Desktop Search. Yeah. That gave, that gave you crap tons of information on whatever you were searching for. Mm-hmm. This looks like the uh, mobile version of that with with uh, more features, but in a more compact space. Obviously, it's on a smaller phone, so you got to scroll around it and and. Uh, the features won't be as obvious as they might be on the desktop, um, but um, this is pretty cool. This is a new way of creating of getting information that you're probably more interested in than than, than I am because you've expressed your interest in it. To mm-hmm. you, well, you're on the go. Well, I would have my own stuff. Actually, probably not because I carry a BlackBerry, but you know. <laughs> Anyway, I think I think Google Discover is remarkable. Is remarkable, and they just just monetizing it today. Well, and I think you bring up a really really interesting point in the monetization because it is so customized to me in the environment I'm in, doing the thing I'm doing. 
And I think that's the power of the advertising there. Um, and when you, you look at something like Google Discover, I liken it a lot to some of the advantages you would get through Facebook advertising. And I know it's completely different. But the advantage that I like on Facebook, and it's a disadvantage for some, but it's an advantage for others, is you're catching people generally at times when they're free. Right? They may not be thinking directly about work, right? which is, is, is one of the downsides. Right? We have B2B clients that Facebook's just a bomb for. Right? But um, when you're, if you're selling a product that is impulsive or, or entertaining, if you're in travel or if you're in, you know, in my case, blue widgets, <laughs> if you're selling like little laptop external monitors, yeah, you hit me at that point. Yeah, I might not be thinking I want it, but it's a Black Friday, early Black Friday sale, and you know, here it is, and it shows up in my Discover feed. Chances are I've got a minute. Maybe I don't, but there's a better chance than I do, and you can get in front of me before I'm searching somewhere else for it. And I think that's one of the, the big power points that we can hit, is it's based on me and my interest and what I'm doing at the time, rather than um, you know, specifically what I'm, what I'm searching for. There's other mechanisms in there, but, but it is one of the things that, as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, oh, okay, and I've already got clients. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta look into that. Yep. Um, so Google Discover. Check it out. Um, this is Google moving rapidly, moving towards a uh, a future. And I think some of the, I think some of the questions that have me uh, 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 furling my eyebrows trying to trying to visualize what uh, what a, what a text free future looks like. Gonna find gonna find those answers in uh, in researching Google Discovery. Okay, quick update from uh, from Studio. Then we're gonna have to take a break. Uh, Google employees walked out in San Seattle as well. Uh, San Francisco employees are apparently returning back to work. Um, a walkout is underway in Venice, and organizers reiterated their demands. Uh, they want leadership to take concrete steps around um, ending force arbitration in cases of harassment. They want transparent data on gender, race, and ethnicity uh, and, the, and the compensation gap. And uh, they really want to question a $90 million payout to some to a dude who was accused of sexual harassment. Anyway, uh, we got to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, you're listening on November 1st, 2018, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. It's time once again to get ready for the 35th Annual Miami Book Fair, November 11th through the 18th. Learn more at miamibookfair.com. 
over 500 authors will be coming in from all over the world to read their books, answer questions from the audience, and sign autographs. Award-winning luminaries confirmed to attend this year include novelists like Elliot Ackerman, Robert Olin Butler, Ingrid Rojas Contreras, and Deborah Dean. Nonfiction writers like Dr. Mark Agronin, Mohammed Al-Samawi, Andrea Barnett, and Tina Brown. Celebrities like Justine Bateman, Steve Kornacki, Bill Press. These are just a few of the confirmed 500 authors scheduled to appear at the 2018 Miami Book Fair, November 11th to the 18th. Check out the full schedule of events right now at MiamiBookFair.com. That's MiamiBookFair.com. off now back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm here are the hosts jim hedger and dave davies hey everyone welcome back to webcology on webmasterradio.fm it is the first of november 2018 this is jim hedger and there's always media dave davies from bsog internet marketing and a quick reminder next week we have uh, christy olson Head of Evangelism for Search at Microsoft uh, coming on the show. She's going to uh, talk about Bing and Microsoft's uh, vision of search in the future, talk about webmaster tools, and tell us how we can either um, uh, use these dual thumbprints or get a vial full of blood from one of Bill Gates' cabana boys <laughs> to make uh, Bing webmaster tools accessible to all. I, I understand a vial of blood from one of Bill's cabana boys works as well. <laughs> I, I just heard that on, on Reddit or something. I don't know if that's true or not. It must be true if it was on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> um, something I, I touched on earlier, I just want to make sure to discuss because it was a massive, massive issue uh, for one of our clients that I just discovered. Well, no, I didn't discover it. One of my kids discovered it. Um, for our, I was chatting about JavaScript a little bit earlier when we were talking about Christy uh, coming on the show. Um, I have a client. They had it's it's built on the Angular library. Anyway, it's built in JavaScript, their entire website. We keep hearing about it. John's like, do it. Now Bing's like, do it. Okay, that's, that's fantastic. And it is lightning fast, awesome. I absolutely understand. However, one of my kids uses an ad blocker. And guess oh, what yeah. ad blockers do to JavaScript sites? <laughs> they just screw everything up badly. They just screw everything. Um, the site itself won't function. Um, every page is the default page. So basically every page is the home page. Um, if you have a, if you have an ad blocker, you can't use any of the functionality. You can't use any of the drop downs. Uh, basically the, the entire site borks. So if you don't use an ad blocker, which I don't, I just have like a general don't use ad blockers cause somebody has got to pay for this content. Uh, one of my kids does not have that same approach <laughs> to, to life on the web. Um, and he had noticed it when he was sitting at his, at his computer and went, okay, this thing is going horribly, horribly sideways. And I went, I'm really, really glad that I have you doing a bit of the work on, uh, on some of their paid stuff. Um, so for users or, or listeners who are, um, you know, building heavily JavaScript reliant sites, Install an ad blocker if you don't have one. Take a look at your site. Make sure that it's functioning. Uh, if not, basically, and we're just uh, installing it right now, is we're just putting in mechanisms to create a pop-up, right, that comes in right in the header and goes, hey, <laughs> you know, there's nothing we can do about this, but our site doesn't have ads, but you need to turn off your ad blocker right now to use our site properly. 
You know, there has to be. It just strikes me there has to be a workaround here somewhere. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you, you can write something in that turns their ad blockers off as the page loads. Get really, really diabolical about it. <laughs> Take control of their browser and just, you know. <laughs> if, if, Rene, if Rene Gagnon were still programming, we'd have a solution <laughs> next week. Ah, uh, Dr. Evil. Uh, yeah, definitely we'd have a solution next week, but that's that's not going to happen. Um, she's investing instead. Damn it! Oh well. Jeez, some people. Um, people eh? All right, I think we only have about five or six minutes left. So, what uh, what would you like to chat about? Well, I want I, you know I have up on my screen. Um, uh, I want to talk about Bing on the way out because we have Christy coming on coming on next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm also I got to tell you I'm actually I'm really impressed by Bing's new commitment to. Uh, to improving Bing search and improving uh, uh, the experience webmasters have working with Bing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to know, and then we're going to ask Christine next week, um, why? Why now? What, what, what are they seeing that um, suggests they really need to throw the energy in today rather than like, you know, maybe five years ago or 10 years ago when they really should have? Um, but some of the stuff that they're doing is, you know, again, really cool. Um, the American American midterms are coming up next week. If you want to find information on your candidates or various initiatives that are happening in uh, in your area, go to Bing, ask them some questions, and you will be impressed by the the quality of the answers you get. I really like yeah some of their features related to the election as well. They're trying to provide a more balanced, and I was able to recreate it in some queries, not in others, but they're doing a better job. Um, I think then Google here providing, you know, this opinion versus, and they actually have a versus in the middle, right? <laughs> like, okay, here's a, you know, here's a prop that's coming up, you know, and here's an article on both sides, right? Like, what a, what a simple, simple and wonderful idea. Really <laughs> just, okay, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lemming, right? Like, just show me, like, this versus this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I can easily know these are different articles on different sides. If I want to understand this proposition, great. Okay. Just click on both. And, and you know, I, I can see how I, how I would want to vote. I can get the arguments on both sides. So, um, yeah, I think Bing's making a lot of great moves. It's like, maybe they knew a bunch of Googlers were going to be walking out and people would be going to Bing for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bing is, um, you know, if, 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 if Google's page rank worked on the idea that a link is a vote, uh, a vote of confidence in, in an idea or a concept, um, Bing is throwing a lot more energy into image search. Google's doing the same. Clearly, they're both seeing the same sort of, the same sort of trend, something I, I know that we're going to want to ask Christy about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Google has, uh, or I'm sorry, Bing has just added a... Um, uh, a feature that will provide you answers to any question you might have about the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, my personal favorite is uh, the new Word of the Day feature. But um, I remember, I, I just think that's really funny because of what happened to Bing's AI uh, or, or Microsoft's AI last year. I can imagine some of the words they're coming up with. <laughs> But that's just because I'm a jerk, you know. Okay, I can't, I can't help but imagining stuff like this because I think it's funny. 
before we go, something it, it came across my radar. John's been been really active. John Mueller, for for listeners who don't know which John I might be referring to, has been really active, coming up with a, a bunch of really quite humorous comments over on Twitter. So follow him, John Mu M U, uh, on on Twitter. Um, one of the important things that I think he said, just for for clarification on people, and it's like a Googler. It's actually what he didn't say. Uh, directly that that actually makes me go, yeah, okay, and I knew this, you knew this, but we cover that a lot, where it's like, okay, for the newbies, this is the way this goes. Um, They were having quite a discussion on Twitter um, about PageRank, right? I was actually engaged in that conversation. It was about the passing of of weight through 301, 302 versus a link and whether they cascade anyway. Uh, That, he didn't answer directly, but what he did say is, to a a comment, I believe it was to Ian Lurie, um, this is based on the old PageRank patent, as far as I know. I wouldn't be surprised if there are significant things changed in the meantime, because it was a reference to, to some of the patents. Now, what's important for our listeners, I think, in this is that there are significant changes. What that means is, Page rank is still a thing. I know that, you know that, you know, the veterans in the crowd will know that because there hasn't been like any, hey, page rank's gone. Uh, but for, for the newbies in who, who, who may not know, or people, basically you wouldn't even have to be new. If you came in after that green bar disappeared out of the, the toolbar, uh, page rank didn't die with it. And this is John basically confirming and going, it's different than it was in our initial patents. Good, it should evolve over, I don't know when that came out, like, 20 years ago plus um so yes it's evolved in 20 years but page rank is still a thing um well, how, so, how could they go by page rank is the original kernel like yeah. that would be you, you'd have they'd have to reinvent and, and they just built everything on top of that and yeah page rank has been tweaked and changed and values of links have uh you know the way google looks at treats and thinks about links has obviously been obviously changed but it's the original kernel you know yeah um so that's where everything strikes from it's, it's like the core dna um although that will change in the future but the future will have to happen next week because we've gone full circle um friends you've been listening to webcology on webmasterradio.fm it is the first of november 2018 time is flying faster than i can speak um on behalf of dave davies from bsock internet marketing this is jim hedger from digital always media stick around webmaster radio.fm there's amazing content coming up after the news have a great safe week we'll be back this time next week The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.